0: welcome back everyone happy friday i am captain Lukedu, and i am here with my fabulous co-host chrissy Chrissy May. may we decided to come all spring looking today because why not um if you are listening to us and you are in Canada, we are just putting the vibes out there that we want spring. And, you know, well, Chrissy, you're in Arizona. So we know that it's springtime here. <laughs> Sunny every day. Gotta love oh, it. Beautiful, beautiful. We have a really, I think it's gonna be a life changing two part podcast today. And as you know, this is Life Reimagined, making the impossible possible. And maybe we should just talk about why, you know, why we feel that this topic today is um, near and dear to our hearts. So today's topic, as you may have seen, is the journey of becoming the best version of ourselves. And not everyone I think has that goal or maybe not everyone is there in that space. I talk about this a lot on my Facebook pages and I know you do as well. And on Instagram in my, my goal in life is just to become the very best version of me and not of who people want me to be, but who I want me to be. So, um, Chrissy, how would you like to start off today? Like how, what's the best way that we can introduce this to our our audience and our listeners?
1: Well, I believe the best way to start the whole process is you have to know first and foremost, who you are, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and become so self aware of who you are, where you're at currently in your journey and, and where do you want to go? What is it that you want out of life? What are the things you want to change? Where do you want to shift? Where do you want to go? You have to really get intimate with yourself and ask these important questions because if you don't know the answers to the most simplest of questions, then there's really no uh, way to start and get going. So first and foremost, and a great way to do this, and I know we'll touch later on in another part of this, but is journaling. Journaling is a great way to really just throw it all out there on paper and, and figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And, um,
0: another way that I, I, I kind of laugh to myself sometimes in the way I think about this. And it's the way that I started thinking about it was like, go on a first date with yourself Mm -hmm. and ask yourself questions. Like, what do I like? Like, has anyone ever even asked you, you know, what do you like? What makes you happy? What activities bring you joy? I think we move so fast on a day to day basis that we never really stop and ask ourselves, you know, what really makes me happy? I had this conversation with an agent a couple of years ago um, and she was going through a bit of a rough patch. And all I said to her was, well, what makes you happy? And she just kind of stopped and looked at me and said, well, well, I don't know. I said, well, that's where you've got to start, you know, and, and if you can't figure it out now, because a lot of people say, well, I've gotten into the, the mode of I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a real estate agent, I'm a, an entrepreneur, but, but who are you? Like, those are all titles, but bring it all back. Like, who are you? Who do you want to be? And, is this where you want to be? Is this how, are you happy with the status quo or are there things that you want to change? So maybe we will give a rundown to everyone of what the eight points that we're going to be talking about are over these two-part series that we're doing this week and next week. Um, So I'll talk about the first part maybe, and then you can introduce what that second part will be. So today we're going to be talking about Becoming the best version of yourself. And what does that entail? So, one, it entails facing your fears. Two, letting go of limiting beliefs. Three, getting out of your comfort zone. And four, compassion, having compassion for who you were, maybe who you are, if you're not happy with who you are and embracing who you want to become and what that version looks like. So that's what we're going to be covering today,
1: part one. And then Chrissy, I'll let you take on part two. Sure. Our part two series is going to be empowering habits and rituals, one of my very favorites I'm obsessed with, uh, Develop uh, developing a growth mindset, shedding expectations, and staying present. Oh my gosh. One of the
0: most important things um, that there is really. So let's kick it off then. Part one today, Facing Your Fears. Oh, dear. Where do we begin with this topic? It is such a big topic, except that it's really so simple. Um, I know that in my experience, facing my fears was basically, you know, fear robs us of courage. It robs us of opportunities. It distracts us from living in the present. All we do is live in our heads and we create scenarios of, but what if, and and this could happen and this could happen. And most of them are always bad. I mean, I I, I can't think of a scenario when we feel fear and we feel fear of something that, that we're anticipating is going to be good. So um, I know for myself, my biggest fear I had to overcome was after my heart surgery. So after I had a massive heart attack or heart attacks and then I had open heart surgery and then I had a stroke and then I was sent home. You know, when they discharged me from the hospital, my entire ride home, I was terrified. I was terrified to leave the hospital because I thought, like, I'm going back into the world now. I I feel like a different person. I look different because of all the scars that I'm leaving with. But I think it was the psychological scars, because the one last thing I asked the doctor before they discharged me was, why did this happen? And he said, we have no idea, but just take care of yourself. <laughs> I was like, that does not make me feel better. And I went into this deep, dark hole of fear and anxiety where I got to the point So when after you've had um, a heart attack and open heart surgery, basically you're on a recovery of three months, you're not allowed to drive and, and do many things. Well, once that three month period finished and I actually had to go back teaching, I would draw out maps of of where like a route. Okay, so I have to take my kids from point A to point B. Where's the closest hospital? Where's the closest pharmacy in case I need emergency medication? Where's the and I was I did this wherever I went. It was like a manic. It was the only way that I felt safe. And I think that's a key word that we're going to be talking about today. Safe and in control is if I had this whole thing mapped out and planned. But the worst part about it is I spent probably two years with everywhere I went is Am I going to Is today, the day I'm going to die Is this, am I going to have another heart attack today? And it was constant over and over and over. So the way that I finally faced my fears is I actually got fed up with myself. I got fed up of being scared and I finally just said, okay, I've, I've actually had enough. I can't do this because I'm either going to go one way and I will just remain depressed and anxious, or I can just start doing something about my fear. And then that's when I changed my diet. I started exercising. I started doing my own research, you know, and finding things out for myself. And I think when you can take back control in your life, that's when things start to change and your perspective and outlook. I just kept saying, well, okay, so if it happens again, then I guess I'll just go back to the doctor right it wasn't a life threatening situation anymore i finally just said okay i give in i give in to the fear and i'm just not going to let it control me anymore it'll be at the back of my mind but i'm going to keep moving forward now and it was that moment when everything changed and and the way that i looked at things changed and obviously for the better and that's when my life started improving so i know that facing your fears dead on is the most freeing thing that you can do in your life.
1: Wow. That was, thank you for sharing that by the way, because that's a very real fear that many of us have not experienced. And, and one that I can, can only imagine, but you know, I, I believe it's a lot of our lifestyle choices that, that we take on that will eventually at some point in our lives come out you know, it'll be shown itself through yeah. disease or it'll be shown itself through some sort of imbalance in our body. And yours was obviously very extreme and that's a big, it's a big hurdle to overcome. And that's a big fear to face. And so whether it's, is you know, as large as something you've had to face straight on or something that's, Slightly (laughs) insignificant to others. um, I believe all of it is just a form to allow us to become braver. You know, I don't, I don't believe you ever, I don't think you ever really fully release fear altogether. I think at some degree, fear exists in some way or another. But I believe when you expose yourself to your fears, it allows you to become braver. And now you can grow and thrive as you're taking on these challenges throughout life, throughout your journey. That's just how I've been able to. Oh, absolutely.
0: And I've also realized that every time you overcome a fear, the next one is so much easier. Mm -hmm. And now I get to the point where I'm like, bring it on, bring it on, I'm good because it's not gonna hold me back. And I think that once you've realized that the world didn't end when you face the first fear and then you face the second one and the third one, after that, they're really not fears anymore. There may be concerns. Maybe I call them just challenges now, mm-hmm. but I don't think I can honestly sit back and say that there's a fear that mm-hmm. I would be overly concerned about because I know that there's pretty much a solution for everything. I know that health wise, the moment you feel like something's not right, just go check it out. You don't have to wait, you know, and, and so many people say, yeah, but I don't want to disturb my doctor. That's their job. Like we're real estate agents and people want to see a house and they say, well, I really don't want to disturb you. No, that's my job to show you a property that you want to see. It's the doctor's job to check you out. So I I think that that's really important to know that each fear you face, it just gets easier and easier and life
1: becomes far more open and free. And you become braver. So much and just so much stronger and standing in your power of who you are. So So much. So absolutely. Um, Okay. So number two,
0: this is a really interesting one is letting go of limiting beliefs. And do you want to walk everyone through, first of all, what a limiting belief is and then how it would hold people back?
1: My definition of a limiting belief is a false narrative that you create in your mind that you cannot do something or that something is unattainable in your process of what you want to achieve. That's, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that because I can't, I can't, you know, do X, Y, and Z because like you're creating a false narrative that isn't real. You're telling yourself something that you believe it. And it's based on your own self-worth, your own self-esteem, you know, where you're at Mm -hmm. currently in your life. And I believe we've all been there at some point in our lives, obviously, and it's learning to overcome those. And, you know, it's, it's rewriting, it's rewiring your brain to a whole different, you know, dimension. I mean, the way I think now I, I, is completely different than what I thought 10 years ago. I just, not even the same. And you know, what we stack daily will lead us to either feeding those limiting beliefs or being able to transmute them. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's really important. You know, that we do become so self aware to what are we putting ourselves in? Like what situations are we putting ourselves in? What are we allowing our ears to hear our, our eyes to see all of those, basically are subconsciously forming those limiting beliefs. And so yeah. what are you doing to transmute that and set a whole different narrative for yourself? So that's where we can really take initiative yeah, on that path. And I think maybe question more. You
0: know, so many times and I I think a lot of people's limiting beliefs come from from childhood. Uh, They come from things that you watch, things that you read and and then you develop what you believe is your belief system. But I think that when you get to the point where you start questioning things and questioning perspectives from people, questioning the news, you know, where did that news where did that news come from? And, you know, is it biased? And, um, you know, if, if we, if we were to start questioning most things, I think we would realize that our perspective is actually just a belief that we've brought with us. And, You know, if, if we had the idea, for example, that we weren't good at something because someone told us at some point in our life that you're not good at it. And I know so many people will say, well, Oh, I'm just not good at drawing. I'm just not good at baking. Well, I would disagree because I think that you didn't apply yourself enough at whatever time in life. Why not go back and try it again? You know, rather than putting yourself in a box, and saying, you know, this this is my, my limiting belief is, you know, I'm just not very good at that. And so I will do something else rather than say, well, what could happen if I actually tried to do this again? You know, what could happen if I attended classes for drawing? Maybe I could actually become more artistic, creative and so on. So um, I think questioning a lot um, is what has moved me out of a lot of my limiting beliefs is just saying, well, Catherine, is that really true? Or is that just something you believe to be true and you never really researched it anymore? You know, things like that, where um, I think that's where I've grown a lot is just looking at things in a ho- with a whole different lens or perspective.
1: Yes. And being honest with yourself. Oh gosh. Yeah. Just to, just to, you know, add to that. It's so important to, like you said, if someone's saying I'm not good in X, Y, and Z area, have you really given it enough attention and time to grow because there's, there are areas in my life that I just quickly gave up on why, because maybe it didn't come as easy to me. So I thought, well, I'm not good at this. When I know deep down, I am just as all of us are, can be great at anything. It just depends on how much time and energy you want to invest in it. So So
0: true. So true.
1: Um, Okay. Number three, Getting out of our comfort
0: zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that comfort zone is just so comfy. There's no anxiety there. There's no challenges. There's nothing. It's just
1: living very calmly and neutral. And nothing great grows out of comfort zone. So that's why it's so important to get out of them. Nothing. It's it's very, very safe. And I know that a lot of a lot of people um like living in a very
0: safe environment. But At that same time, I think you have to question why is nothing um, new happening in life? Why are there no new opportunities, you know, coming your way? Well, it's because life is so safe that nothing will come because you won't notice it. So what are some of the points that you would offer in moving out of your comfort zone?
1: Change your daily routine change your routine, do something different. Even if it's one thing, do something different because that's going to be the catalyst to creating a whole new you, to becoming a different person. I can say from experience that where I'm at today is only because I did something different starting 10, 15, 20 years ago. So if I was in a situation that I was uncomfortable or didn't like being in, say it was an unhealthy relationship, I had to get very honest and familiar with myself saying, why, why, how did you attract this in your life? You have to take ownership of everything. And so I knew that something had to change. So what would, what can you do? You can change one thing, just one thing. If you changed one thing, 1% every week over time that stacks. And now you add, you know, a year, two, three, four years, one small thing every week. You're now a different person four or five years later it's, yeah. it's like anything in life. So I got very intimate with myself saying, okay, I'm uncomfortable right now, but I'm going to do this one thing that, uh, you know, it's kind of makes me a little, eh, but I'm going to get out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. focusing on that. Then you get stronger. Then you add another thing, then you get stronger. The next thing you know, you're a whole different person, you yeah. know, a year, 12 months later. So, so that would be my suggestion is just changing your routine. even if it's just one thing.
0: And I think that this sort of goes hand in hand with fear right mm-hmm. because you you don't want to move out of your comfort zone for fear of the unknown you know i don't know what it's like so i always say you know your comfort zone is like this circle like a bullseye well in order to get to the part where you're growing and 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 so on you actually have to pass all these different other rings around you so that first ring would be fear okay well now i've stepped out of fear so now you get into the learning part of it right you're questioning things once you've stepped out of the que- Questioning phase. Now you're in that growth phase or where the magic happens, as we say. And I think that something that everyone should understand is that um, when you talk about do something new, change it up. It doesn't even have to be huge. I mean, it could be I'm going to swap out one of my coffees today for a smoothie or um, I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk instead of actually just sitting here first thing in the morning, like there's small things, but you and I both know that those small things will compound over time. Mm-hmm. And that's where the growth and, and the lack of fear and everything um, begins to happen.
1: Yeah. And that's where I think the best big misconception is with a lot of what we see online um, social media is that th- it's this magical overnight, delivery, you know, that this whole growth process is like, Oh, I do this for 30 to 45 days. And all of a sudden I'm a new person. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's a journey and that's where you have to really release everything and just, you know, throw yourself completely into the process because it is a process. I mean, there's still what's, beautiful about it is that there's still so much more to go. Like, who am I going to be in the next two to three years? That's exciting, you know, cause you're constantly evolving. And so really just understanding that it's not a quick fix. This is actually a lifelong process.
0: So what do you think holds people back so much from moving out of that comfort zone? I mean, I know we said it's fear of the unknown, but, um, Why do you think people fear the unknown so much? You know, the only thing I can really think of is that they're just so worried about failure or a negative outcome. Rather than just embracing that as a learning experience, I find that so many people are labeling it as Oh, well, well, what if, what if it doesn't work, right? What if I move out of my comfort zone, for example, and I join a new company and it doesn't work,
1: you know, I I think it comes down to what we've talked about before. And I firmly believe this is the lack of trust you have within yourself. If you can't fully trust yourself and I, and I understand it takes time to get there. I've, I'm now finally getting in that groove where I fully trust myself, where I've, I've released and let go of the control factor in my life. I understand I can only show up and do what I, what I can do. And it is out of my hands on Mm -hmm. what somebody else is going to do or not do. Right. So once I just focus in on myself and I continue my daily routines of honoring myself and showing up for myself and doing what I say I'm going to do. And that builds my confidence and builds my self-love and self-esteem. Like it's a little easier to navigate into the unknown because I trust myself more when you don't trust yourself. It's really difficult to allow yourself to let go. I love, I love that you said that because I
0: think that so many people, um, I think that they put so much of their, their life and their dreams and their expectations on other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And i all so many times I've shared a quote on social media and that there's no one coming to save you. You have to save yourself. And I think that that really sort of emphasizes this moving out of your comfort zone. You know, don't wait for someone to tell you, yes, this is the right move for you. Just believe in yourself enough that You're just going to make it work. And if it didn't work out, you're still okay because you're still going to have you to rely on and you will be able to find the next right step and then the next right step. So I think so many people get ahead of themselves and they, you know, they've gone 10 years ahead. Well, what if in 10 years? Well, let's not worry about that. Why don't we just worry about this week and then next week and then the week after and you just keep going that way?
1: Absolutely. And you have to learn to be able to take those calculated risks, right? Yes. I mean, that's the only way you're really going to expand and elevate to the next level. If you're always playing small, you're going to be sitting small. Exactly,
0: exactly. And um, so the last one for today in becoming the best version of yourself is having compassion for your old self. So, who you were before, or maybe even in the space that you are now, have compassion if you're not where you want to be. And then, if you are in your growth mode and you are trying to evolve and change yourself for the better, that's great and embrace it, you know, wholeheartedly embrace it. So, maybe the first step in this point would be to stop comparing yourself to others. You know, I think I would ask someone, why don't you have compassion for yourself? Is it because you're always trying to measure yourself up against someone else? Mm like?" How do you know you're not at the point where you're supposed to be? Are you measuring yourself against where someone else is and where someone else's story is at? But do you know where they started from?
1: Well, exactly what you just said is you're releasing your power to some other person and allowing that to be the reason why you can't forgive yourself or have compassion for yourself. You're, you know, you're, it's, you're living outside of yourself. You're not standing in your power. And what, what I would suggest is to shift in a space of soothing a space where you don't avoid or suppress the emotion, but you you're starting to soothe yourself. You're starting starting to understand and walk yourself down that path, that road of, you know, the process of we are, we are humans that will struggle. We, there's going to be messy moments in our life. So learn to embrace those messy moments with self-compassion, which will lead you to higher Mm self-esteem and, you know, self-compassion supports us when times aren't going our way. Um, It's just, it's a great way to really go inward and focus in on yourself and stop living exteriorly. You yes. know, I think too many people do that. And which is what really um so, you know it it stunts the growth process. It stunts the ability to really forgive yourself and give yourself the love that you you truly need.
0: And let's not forget the way that we speak to ourselves, you know, yeah, the negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, often I think to myself, wow, like Would I speak to someone else? Would I say the words that I say to myself, to a child, to a friend of mine? No, you would boost them up. You would tell them to keep going. If they made a mistake, you'd say it was a learning experience. But so often we don't use those words on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves. So many times, you know, when you're you're moving along and you're trying to grow and you're trying to get to the next level and succeed and you you're not where you wanted to be. You know, you can really turn that against yourself. Oh, see, you know, I told you you couldn't make it. Well, don't say those things to yourself because you've just you, you everything you say, your brain will register and mm-hmm. it affects your self-confidence. You are Then putting yourself out to the world um, with, I think it's very hard to see the positive in the world if that's how you're speaking to yourself,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Because we tend to reflect how we feel on other people.
1: Right. And I think a great way to actively support yourself is to ask your question, ask yourself the question, what is it that I need in this very moment? really ask yourself that, let that sit there. What do I need in this very moment? Mm-hmm. And that will really guide you to that, that soothing process and to having compassion for yourself, because now you're asking yourself what you need rather than what you need from others. Yes. It, it's, it's a very different way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, I can just say from experience, I'll share a little bit of my personal stuff. Um, I would always, uh, as as when I was younger and in my early twenties, seek love from other people. Right, like that was my way of getting, like you know, that love. I wanted to have someone, whatever it was, you know, a boyfriend or through friendships or whatever. Like it was like getting that love to feel love when I when I realize later on, the love is within me. Like I am love. It is all about me. And it's how I nurture myself, how I show up for myself every day. I don't need that exterior validation anymore, but it's just a way to shift that, that mindset and having much more attention on your self-care routines. And I think that as women, um, you know, self-image,
0: right. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, it's, it's true what they say, you know, you can lose as much weight as you want. But if you, if your mind still sees the person who you believe you are or to the level that you feel you can accomplish a weight loss or, or building muscle or whatever, you're never going to see yourself as someone who's fit or as someone who's healthy. So That's a whole mindset change. And that's where have compassion for the person that you were. And if you didn't like who you were, have compassion for them and just say, it's okay. You didn't know any better and you did the best that you could at the time. But now that you know better, you can do better. Mm -hmm. And it's really not any more
1: difficult than that. You just read my mind. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's you're doing the best you can at the very moment. You are, you are. Mm -hmm. And you're doing,
0: um, and it it really was the extent of all you knew and, and how, and I think everyone has that, um, you know, fight or flight. You're, you're protecting yourself. You're protecting your spirit. You're, you're doing what you can. And so often we can be so hard on ourselves and look back and five years ago and say, well, why didn't I just do that or take that chance or take that opportunity. You weren't ready. Mm -hmm. You just weren't ready then. And it doesn't matter if where you are now is still behind or lagging from where other people have moved ahead. You are moving at the pace that you can. And if you want to step it up then step it up, you know, but, but don't feel
1: bad. Right. And then the only way to really elevate to another chapter in your life, another season is to forgive yourself and let go. Cause if you can't forgive yourself and learn to let go to, to, you know, detach Mm -hmm. from that, that bond or that not bond, but, um, (sighs) chains, it's basically chains, right? Like you're, you're chained to a former feeling. If you can't break those chains, you can't move forward. So yeah. Yeah. And recognizing them.
0: I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing. And we're going to be talking about the Mm -hmm. recognition of things in staying present in part two. So I think we, we're good to wrap this up here with part one, where the journey of becoming your best self is really, it's not hard, but it takes work. And I think that it takes being intentional in asking yourself questions in not being hard on yourself, but also not staying in your comfort zone where it's nice and safe all the time. You know, I I think all of this involves just trying and questioning and finding a tribe of people who love you for who you are, but they also want to watch you grow and they're not intimidated by your growth
1: that's really important too. It's vitally important who you surround yourself with. It's going to be it will in my opinion it's one of the biggest indications on your on your growth journey. If you will grow or not is going to be who you surround yourself with. Very And that important. leads us
0: right into the next four sections of part 2 of becoming your best self. So, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like everything you hear, Download us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. We're on all of the platforms. And if you're watching the video, thank you so much for watching here on Facebook or Instagram. And we will see you
1: next week. Have a great weekend.